He keeps telling me, tell them who I am, tell them what I've done. And so we've been doing that, especially at the end of this year on Sunday mornings. Um, remember, Jesus asked the disciples a question. He asked, and Peter answered. He said, who do men say that I am? Who do men say? Really the most important question, I believe, for the hour. And every one of us can only answer that based on the revelation that we have. It's not enough to answer, well, my mamma said, granny said, Mama said, Daddy said, the preacher said, who do you say that he is? Because only who you say that he is is what's currently working in your life. Thank God for generation to generation, things passed down. But it wasn't enough for Timothy. It wasn't enough for Eunice, even though Grandma Lois knew it all. Maybe not knew it all, but she knew Jesus. And it's important. That you pass things down. But when it comes down to it, Timothy had to have a revelation for himself. Who Jesus was. Who do you say that he is? And remember what Peter answered. Well, some say you're Jeremiah. Some say you're one of the prophets. Some people even say you're John the Baptist. And then Jesus said, but who do you say that I am? And what did Peter answer? He said, you're the Christ. Or that word could be transfer, uh, translated, you're the Messiah. That word Christ, Messiah, anointed one. The reason I bring that out is because today I'm going to talk to you about Jesus is the Messiah, the soon coming king. So he said, you're the Messiah. You're the Christ. You're the anointed one. And what did Jesus say to him? He said, Peter, flesh and blood... In other words, you didn't hear that from somebody. But my father. Now listen, if Father God can communicate in an old covenant to Peter and reveal to him who Jesus was, then you as a born-again believer, where the Holy Ghost lives on the inside of you, the revealer lives on the inside of you, the eyes of our understanding being enlightened, Flooded with light of the word of God. We can know who he is and not only know who he is, walk in all the things that have been provided for us. Who is he? Well, he's the way. He's the truth. He's the life. He's the son of God. He's the son of man. He is the great I am. I love that song that we did the first. I love to talk about who Jesus is. He's the healer. He's the provider. Last week we saw him as the Holy Ghost baptizer. Amen. I want to let you in. I'm just so excited about things today. I wanted to tell you everything was paid for. Hallelujah. But I let Robert do it. But I also want to tell you, there's a new uh, billboard. You can look at them. Ooh, they're coming up. We are just going to do it. We are just going to do it. it, it, it Have some of you seen them? The thing for this year, the theme is going to be Cornerstone Word of Life Church. A Holy Ghost church. A Holy Ghost church. It's out there. Hallelujah. They're up everywhere. I'm not ashamed of the Holy Ghost. I'm not ashamed of Jesus. I'm not ashamed of the power of God. Amen. A lot of people want to make, uh, oh man, I got to preach this. But I'm, I'm excited about this other thing. Hallelujah. Because listen, everybody wants everybody to come to church and be comfortable. 
I want God to come to church and be comfortable. I want God to be able to come to church. I want the Holy Ghost to be able to come to church and be comfortable. So it can manifest. And then we'll get over our comfort or discomfort. Amen. Okay, okay. Jesus is. He is the Messiah. But that has to be revealed to you. Everything that you currently know in your heart is the revelation you walk in. The Holy Ghost can give it to you. Let's, let's everybody say, Jesus is the Messiah, the soon coming King. Isaiah chapter 9, verse 6 and 7. Isaiah prophesies forward. Um, and I thought this was appropriate, seeing that we're about ready to celebrate Christmas. Isaiah 9, chapter 6. For unto us a child is born. Unto us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulders, and his name shall be called Wonderful, Counselor, the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. And so this began to speak forward of a Messiah, of a chosen one, of an anointed one coming from the king, from, from David, from, uh, from being born in Bethlehem. All those things began to point to Jesus, the Messiah. And in John chapter 1, verse 41... When the, uh, the apostles were beginning to gather, Jesus was beginning to call them. In John 1 and 41, he says he finds his own brother Simon, Peter, and he said unto him, We have found the Messiah. Everybody say, I have found the Messiah, which is interpreted the Christ. So Messiah, anointed one, the Christ. And so have you found him? What does Messiah mean? Well, a Messiah is just someone who has been appointed. Someone, Jesus the Messiah, the one who came to save us. The one who came to set us free. The one who God sent. The chosen one. He is the Messiah. He is the only one. Um, we don't need, even John the Baptist in the middle of everything going on. He, he asked the question again. I don't think Jesus minded answering. He said, is he, are you the one or are we expecting somebody else? And Jesus says, I'm him. There is no other. There is no other way. He is the way, the truth, and the life. He is the Messiah. He is the King. Hallelujah. John chapter 4. Uh, this is where we teach praise and worship out of. Remember the woman at the well. Remember Jesus went to her and, and we they're talking about drawing. Uh, she was talking about drawing well water. He was talking about drawing living water. John chapter 4, 25 and 6. The woman said to him, I know that the Messiah comes which is called the Christ. When he has come, he will tell us all things. And Jesus said, looky here. He said, I'm him. He's not ashamed. He wasn't ashamed and he was telling everyone, I am the Messiah. And so it's our turn to tell everyone he is the Messiah. He is the appointed one. He is the holy one. He is the son of God. He is the son of man. He is the healer. He is the provider. He is the baptizer of the Holy Ghost and fire. He is the one. He's the Messiah. Hallelujah. And so with that, I guess this all rang together with me. The Messiah, his, his, the Messiah and soon coming king. Now, if you were here Saturation Sunday night, I talked to you about Jesus is the king. He's the king of kings. He's the Lord of lords. And so when I think of Messiah, how many of you know we think of it, and especially appropriate right now, uh, the Messiah came and we celebrate Christmas. 
We celebrate Jesus being born in Bethlehem. We, it was prophesied that he would be born in Bethlehem. Just a little side thought. How, how many of you know, understand that taxes could be a, an interesting thing to get? That's how what got Joseph. God knew a long time ago that Joseph was going to have to pay some taxes. Sometimes you're just natural day, the natural things you do, you run into Jesus. You run into the Messiah. As my, my point in telling you is everything was prophesied. The Messiah would come. The government would be on his shoulders. He would be the Prince of Peace, the everlasting God. He, he's the, he is the one. He's the appointed one, and he's come. You and I all believe that, right? We know that he was born of a virgin. We know that he was born in a stable. We know that a star came and stood over him, and three kings came and gave him gifts. We understand that the angels appeared to the shepherd. What were they announcing? The Messiah has come. God went out of his way uh, supernaturally to tell everyone, this is the Messiah. This is the promised one. And so, uh, and we know that Jesus, that Jesus that was born a baby in a manger, he grew up and when, you know, uh, there was a time, remember even his mom and dad, even though it was all supernatural, remember when Jesus was, he, he, they all went back home and he stayed there and they couldn't find him and they were, Mary was all, they're all a mess. And he said, didn't you know I had to be about my father's business? And Jesus knew who he was. He found himself what it was written about him. And he grew up. And then one day he was baptized in water and the Holy Ghost came upon him. Y'all, the Holy Ghost is not a dove. He just descended like a dove. The fire of God came on him. The power of God came on him. And then from that place he went about doing good and healing all that were oppressed of the devil. But at the right time, no man took his life because he's also the Lamb of God. But he willingly, he, his body was formed to be a sacrifice. What am I doing? I'm preaching you the gospel right now. That's the gospel. That's the good news. And then uh, he could have called angels to come and rescue him. And then he, as he was dying, he asked the Lord to forgive us. They know not what they do. And then after he took all of our sin, all of our sickness, all of our disease, all of our poverty, all of our confusion, all of our grief, all of our sorrow, he went down into the bowels of hell, destroyed the works of the devil. And when the third day came and everything had been paid for, you have been paid for. You have been, redemption is now available. The Holy Ghost went into the bowels of hell and took Jesus and everyone that would ever believe and raised us all up from the dead. And then he put his blood on the mercy seat and he sat down. And Jesus is very active today. He's the high priest in the order of Melchizedek. So he's the high priest of your tithe and offering. He's the high priest over your profession or confession. He's a high priest that ever lives to make intercession for you. But let me tell you who he is and something you and I need to get a hold of and get back a hold of. Because I think this one that I'm about ready to talk to you about is something that time has caused us and the modern age has caused us to pull away from. 
He is the soon coming king. This same Jesus. I'm getting ahead of myself. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So I know and you know that he's coming. Just like he came. Do you believe he came the first time? Do you believe he did all those things? We just don't think so. We know so. How do you know so? Because it was revealed to you. You believed it. You heard it. You believed it. But you and I also have to believe this. Because if we believe that Jesus is the soon coming king. I'll just talk to myself today. If I really believe this, I would live differently. I would act different. I would talk different. If he really is the soon coming. See, I believe that. You believe that. But this one is like, yeah, I know he came. But, you know, it's 2000 and going into 23. I mean, when I went to Bible school, there was 88 reasons why Jesus was coming in 88. I thought I was wasting my time. But then I found out there was 89 reasons why he was coming in 89. I think it sold as many books as the 88. And yet, I never dreamed we'd still be here. But it doesn't matter. He is the soon coming king. And the church has to get focused back on this. All right. John 14, 3. Let's talk about Jesus. Everybody say, Jesus is Messiah. And Jesus is soon coming king. John 14, 3. If I, if I go, did Jesus go? He said, I go and I prepare a place for you. I will come again. I will come again. Jesus is the word. And he said to you, I will come again. What does that mean? He will come again. And he will receive you unto myself. That where I am, there you may be also. Amen. Acts chapter 1. This is what I was getting excited about. Acts chapter 1, verses 10 and 11. And while they stood, this is when Jesus was, you know, walking on the earth after he was raised from the dead. And it says, while they looked steadfastly toward heaven as he went up. Everybody say, Jesus went up. Behold, two men stood by them in white apparel, which also said, ye men of Galilee, why are you standing here gazing up into heaven? This same Jesus. This same Jesus which was taken up from you into heaven, shall, come, shall so come in like manner as you have seen him go up into heaven. So Jesus, y'all believe that Jesus was standing there as the resurrected Savior, now all God, and he went up. Do you believe he went up? The Bible says he went up. So if he went up, what's happening? He said, why are you all just standing there gazing? This same Jesus, this same Jesus, your Savior, your Lord, your healer, your provider, the baptizer of the Holy Ghost and fire, the way, the truth, the life, the things you also, you and I also believe, this same Jesus. He is coming back. He is coming back. In like manner, as you've seen him go into heaven. Revelation chapter 1, verses 5 through 8. And from Jesus Christ, so Jesus is appearing to John the Revelator on the island of Patmos. And from Jesus Christ, who is the faithful witness, um, and the first begotten from the dead. Y'all believe he's the first begotten from the dead? Yes. 
did he raise, did, did, was Jesus, we said, well, no, he wasn't the first one raised from that. He was the first one raised um, uh, spiritually separated from God. He was the first one raised from the dead. And, and because he was raised from the dead, you and I have been raised from the dead. The first begotten of the dead, the prince of the kings of the earth, unto him that loved us and washed us. Did he wash you from your sins? In his own blood. And he has made you kings and priests. How, Jesus is the king of kings, Lord of lords. That's not talking about earthly kings. That's not talking about earthly lords. It's talking about you. He has made us kings and priests unto God his Father. Uh, to him be glory and dominion forever and ever. Amen. Can I get an amen? amen. Behold, he comes with clouds. Come on. Is he the first begotten from the dead? Is he the prince of the kings of the earth? Amen. Amen. Has he made you kings and priests? Behold, he comes with clouds, and every eye will see him. And every eye will see him. And they also that pierced him. And all the kindreds of the earth shall wail because of him. Even so, amen. I am Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the ending, says the Lord, which is and which was and which is to come, the Almighty. God, he was, he is, but he's coming again. Come on, everybody say, he's the Almighty. So do you believe he's the Almighty? Do you believe he's the Almighty? Why do I feel like I have to talk you all into this? It's because you haven't heard it for a long time. And I'm sorry for that. He is coming again. Sometimes we get so busy as a pastor. I want you to live in all the benefits now. And, and in our circle especially, I, I, want you to, I want you to be healed. Are you glad for healing? I'm real glad for healing these days. Hallelujah. Um, are, are, are you glad that, you're, that God blessed you? That you can have peace? That you can have, you know, that you can have a good family and life? But I heard one of my favorite ministers say, one of the things we have to watch in our circle is God, it's not just about God giving you your best life. It's not just about God giving you your best life. Everything I have belongs to him. He wants to bless me and help me. But there's some other things that are important for these last days besides just me and my four. <laughs> one of them is he's coming back. He's coming back. Hallelujah. <laughs> Matthew 26, 64. Jesus said unto him, You have said, Nevertheless say unto you, Hereafter shall you see the Son of Man sitting in the right hand of power and coming in the clouds. Man, this is, he's coming. He's coming. 1 Thessalonians chapter 4. I do a lot of these. If you've ever been to a homegoing service that I do for, for people who move to heaven, I use some of these scriptures for that. But I like 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, verse number 13. But I would not have you ignorant, brethren, concerning them which are asleep. Talking about those that have died. That you sorrow not, even as others which have no hope. The reason that a lot of people are in despair today and everything is like they're so fearful and, and, and everything is just such a big deal is because they have no hope. They don't know that there's life after this one. This is just temporary. Even if you live 120 years down here, the Bible calls it a vapor. We have to be careful that all we are not just earthly-minded, carnal. 
thinking about our life. We're living on this life to prepare for everlasting life and our time as we rule and reign with the Lord forever. And he said, I don't want you to be ignorant, brethren, concerning those that are asleep or have died because we don't have to sorrow as the way the world sorrow. Why does the world sorrow? Why are they up in arms? Because they're afraid. What do you mean I'm going to die? When I die, it's over. But you and I... No, we're not going to get up a load today, but when we die, we're not afraid because we know where we're going. We might, I might cry for you because I'm going to miss you, but I know you're not in my past. You're in my future. Verse 14. For if we believe that Jesus died and rose again, am I in the right crowd? Do we believe that he died? Do we believe that he rose again? Even so, them also would sleep in Jesus. Those that go before us who have died in him. Verse 15. For this we say unto you by the word of the Lord, that, they, that we which are alive and remain could be us, could not be us. I hope it's us, because I really do want to be here. That which are alive and remain unto the coming of the Lord shall not prevent them which are asleep. Ooh, that's going to be cool. Verse 16. For the Lord himself, do you believe he's Savior? Do you believe he's Lord? Do you believe he's healer? Do you believe he's provider? Do you believe the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout? With the voice of the archangel. And there's going to be a trumpet. And the dead in Christ shall rise first. Verse 17. Then we which are alive and remain shall be, there is going to be some people who are alive and remain, shall be caught up. With the Lord, together with them in the clouds. There's some clouds, hallelujah, to meet the Lord in the air. I want to do that. And so shall we ever be with the Lord. Verse 18. Wherefore, comfort one another with these words. So this should bring you comfort. Jesus is coming. 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 He is the Messiah. He is the soon coming king. Do you believe that? Well, we're about to find out. Because if you really believe that, as a husband, my wife should expect some things from me. As a a father, my daughter should expect some things from me. As someone who I call friend, they should expect some things from me. And so uh, if you believe something, then also there's an expected corresponding action. If you believe you're saved, there's a corresponding action. There's a, you, you'll have peace. You'll love the brethren. You'll have a knowing. There, there, there's a, re- a response to everything that God has. So as I was studying this, there's a, if you and I believe, I'm not just talking about you, I'm talking about me. If you and I believe Jesus is Messiah, soon coming king, then there's some response from us. There's some action on should be a daily basis of what we believe. Because if you believe something, remember what Jesus said? He said, if you love me, you'll do what I say. Can you tell someone loves the Lord? See, they can say, I love the Lord. But if they don't act the way, if they don't do the word, then they really don't love him. Right, are you, are you with me? Yeah. Ooh, how do you, are you ready? Yeah. 
So if we believe that Jesus is going to come in the clouds, if we believe there's going to be a trumpet sound one day, if we believe and we picture it at the right time that we'll be around the cemetery where there's a lot of believers and the dead in Christ shall rise, woo! and then we'll be caught up together. That's really my dream. Hallelujah is to be, see, to you and I, though, our mind can't fathom that. I know that's why this is hard because we can't fathom it. We can't think about it. Because it's too, but it's real. It's, re, it's part of the gospel. It's part of our hope. And it's something we should begin to think about. Because if we really believe it, we'll act a certain way. Number one, you'll always be ready. If you believe that, you'll live ready. Matthew 24, 44. There so be ye also ready, for in such an hour as you think not the Son of Man, he comes. Everybody say, I'm going to live ready. So see, if I believe that Jesus is going to, there's a shout coming from heaven at any moment. Well, this has to be fulfilled, and you got to look at the fig leaves, and you got to look at this, and, you know, the last person born again. Oh, there's so many different opinions on that. Just live ready. Well, the expert says there isn't any. Just live ready. Just live ready. Well, we got years. We got decades. I heard a prophet say we got, you don't know. You don't know. Just live. You, I know what you can do. You can live ready. You can live ready. Are you ready? What else, can you, what else do you need to be? You need to be patient. If you really believe that Jesus is coming, because this, uh, James 5, 8, be patient. Establish your heart, for the coming of the Lord draws near. Well, when is it coming? Well, it's nearer than it was yesterday. It's nearer than it was yesterday. But don't you think it's not coming? Because if you think it's not coming, you're going to live a certain way. You're going to do a certain thing. You're going to act a certain way. I don't know if this is helping you. It's going to help me. I believe it's going to help you. Everybody say, so number one, I'm ready. Everybody say, turn to your neighbor and say, get ready. ready. Turn to your other neighbor and say, be ready. ready. Number two, be patient. I'm going to be patient. Are you patient? Everybody say, I'm patient. What am I patient for? To the coming of the Lord. What am I doing? Well, uh, uh, with that, just a little side thought, if I really believe the Lord is patient, he's waiting for the what? Precious fruit of the earth. Then I'm going to be about getting people born again. I'm going to be, if I really believe that there's going to be a shout and, an, and, and, you know, a trumpet's going to sound and the archangel and all that's going to happen and the dead in Christ, then I'm going to do something every day to live in a way where I, and he's waiting for the precious fruit of the earth and I'm ready though. I'm going to do my part every day to get people born again or get them into the kingdom of God and get them discipled. Amen. The third thing I'm going to do if I believe that Jesus is the Messiah, the soon coming king, is I'm going to hold fast. I'm going to hold fast. Revelation 3.11. Revelation 3.11. If I really believe that he's the Messiah, the soon coming king, behold, I come quickly. Well, Pastor Mark, it's been a couple thousand years. Well, you think so, you and I think so normal, so natural. A day is as a thousand years and a thousand years as a day. It's just been a couple days. It's just been a couple days. Well, when? Don't know. But to him, it's quick. 
Behold, I come quickly. So since he's coming quickly, and I believe that he's the soon coming king, i got to hold fast. Listen to me. There's never been a point. Every time I hear that hold fast, I always think of my good friend Opal. If you ever, back in the day, do you still do this? Or you still do? If you ever heard her teach, she grabbed a hold of a, usually a prayer cloth, and she'll have someone come up and try to yank it out of her hand. Now, I, I've seen her, you know, take down everybody. I don't know. I don't know. But that just shows me, you know, you and I have to do that spiritually. Listen to me. You've never come into a season where the devil's trying to take from you, steal from you, conform you, pull the word out of you. And it's not, you're not going to hold on to it with a casual hold. You got to hold fast. Why do you got to hold fast? Well, the sooner he's coming, behold, I come quickly. Hold fast. Hold fast what? To what you believe, to the word of God. Hold fast to the fact, to the truth, he's coming quick. Why? That no man take your crown. Where do you get your crown? At the judgment seat of Christ. Hold fast. In other words, obey me. Do what I've called you to do. Finish your course. Run your race. Hold fast. Stay on course. Why? Don't let anyone take your crown. Don't let anyone take your reward. Mm-mm-mm. Don't let the devil get you off course. Why? Because they come quickly. If you believe that Jesus is the Messiah, the soon coming king, you will hold fast. The fourth thing you will do is, if you really believe that, you'll continue in him. 1 John chapter 2, verse 28. Just getting these right out of the word. 1 John 2, 28, all talking about his coming. And now, little children, abide in him, that when he shall appear, we will have confidence and not be ashamed before him at his coming. So right now, more than anything else, you've got to abide in him. In other words, your identity has to be in him. Your identity is not first your natural appearance, cultural. My first identity is in Christ. Did I say something wrong? How you identify, well, I'm from Alabama. Oh, I'm from heaven. I'm a, what's next? I'm a, what's the first thing that comes out of your mouth? It ought to be a born-again believer. If, it, if it's anything else in your casual conversation, you need to get back to it. Your identity has to be in him. Oh, that's another one. The devil's really, my goodness, he is really trying to mess some folks over. He's serious about it. Abide in him. How do you abide in him? He said, if you abide in me and my words abide in you. My identity is in Christ. And what if, if, if I abide in him, then I have confidence. And I will not be ashamed at his coming. Y'all, it's easy to preach this. It's harder to do it. I'm giving you right from the word. When the Lord pointed, number one, I got to be ready. Are you ready? Ready or not, He's coming. So you get ready. He's coming. You get ready. I get ready. Number two, I got to be patient. If He doesn't come in my tomorrow, I just know He's coming. So I'm patient. And while I'm patient, I'm going to get people born again. 
Number three, I'm going to hold fast. Because I don't want anyone to take my crown or my rewards. I'm going to stick to my course. Number four, I'm going to continue in him. And then I'm going to do this. If I really believe that Jesus is coming and he's the soon coming king, I'm going to kick up my prayer life and I'm going to be a watcher on the wall. Luke chapter 12, verses 37 through 40. Luke chapter 12, 37 through 40. Blessed are those servants whom the Lord, when he comes, shall find watching. When he comes, he'll find you watching. What is watching? Watching is not just praying to get your needs met. Watching is being a watchman on the wall, spiritually watching over your life, your family's life, a church, a ministry, a city, a nation. You're a watchman on the wall. Blessed are those servants whom when the Lord comes, he finds them watching. For verily I send to you that he shall gird himself and make him, them to sit down to meet and will come forth and serve them. Verse 28. And he shall come in the second watch or come in the third watch and find them so blessed are those servants. So no matter what watch he comes, he's going to find you and I watching. And this know that if the good man of the house had known what hour the thief would come, he would have watched and not have suffered his house to be broken through. But you therefore, but be ye therefore ready also. For the Son of Man comes at an hour when you think not. So I think everybody thinks he's not coming, so I think he's coming. Everybody thinks he's not coming. He's coming. He's coming. When's he coming? He's coming. He's coming. Well, when the last person is born again. I don't know. He's coming. When everything in Israel just works out just right and the red heifers, all that and all that, I don't know. Red, I don't care. He's coming. When, when, when whoever is really the Antichrist is revealed. I don't care. He's coming. He's coming. You just need to know he's coming. And if you know he's coming, you're going to be ready. If you know he's coming, you're going to be patient and you're going to be winning souls. If you know he's coming, you're going to be holding fast. If you know he's coming, you're going to continue in him. If you know he's coming, you're going to be watching. And then Hebrews chapter 10, verse 24 through 25. And let us consider one another to provoke unto love and good works, not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together as the manner of some is, but exhorting one another and so much the more as you see the day approaching. What's the day approaching mean? The coming of Christ. In the last days, y'all, this is not a point to get quiet. 24, let's go, let's break it down. Is Jesus coming? If we believe he's coming, what should we be doing? In verse 20, in 24, let's go look at verse 24. So I'm supposed to provoke you. You're supposed to provoke one another to do what? To love? Well, do we need it? Come on. Do we need some love right now? The world's got the hate thing down. And unfortunately, some people in the body of Christ have got it down too. What are we supposed to do? I'm supposed to provoke you to love I'm supposed to provoke you to walk in agape. And besides that, I'm supposed to provoke you to do good works. What's good works? All kinds of stuff. In the church, for other people. You and I, you, you and I are supposed to be doing things for the Lord. 
Everyone in this room, oh, everybody in this room has something to do for God. Hallelujah. All right. We'll let it go. Verse 25. What else are we not supposed to be doing? Not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together. So in the last days, we shouldn't assemble less. Do you think the devil knows that scripture? Do you think he would love to try to stick it to God? Keep the body of Christ apart, divided? Jesus, Jesus. Oh, no. As the matter, but exhort. So not forsaking the assembly. I think I'm not done. Hallelujah. You can hurry me up. Not forsaking the assembly of ourselves together, as the manner of some is, but exhorting one another. So not condemning one another. Not condemning one another. Exhorting one another. Pastor Mark, not condemning one another. No manipulation. No guilt. I have to work at it. Because sometimes when you know what's good for somebody, you, 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 do, you overdo. You overdo. But you know what you need to do? We need to exhort them. Jesus is coming. Assemble yourself. Jesus is coming. Do what he's called you to do. Jesus is coming. Love one another. Jesus is coming. Do what he's asked you to do. Do it every day. Jesus is coming. Assemble yourself together. Help one another. Because the day is coming. Hallelujah. And I don't often get to use this one. But Revelation 22, 20. Revelation 22, 20. He which testifies these things says, Surely I come quickly. Can I get a big amen? Even so, what's our part? See if we even if we believe that. Even so, come, Lord Jesus. Some of you haven't heard this kind of preaching since you were little. And I have to be real honest, 30 years of pastoring, I haven't done much preaching like this. Even so, come, Lord Jesus. If he doesn't come in my tomorrow, he's coming. The same one who we celebrate as Savior, the same one we celebrate as Healer, the same one we celebrate as Provider, the same one we say is King of Kings and Lord of Lords, the same one who is the Great I Am, the same one who is Peace, who is Love, the same one who went about doing good and healing all that are oppressed of the devil. The same one that was lifted up in front of them and the angel said, why are you standing here gazing? This same one, this same Jesus will return. If we believe that, these are just of a few of the things that were pointed out to me that we will be. If we believe that. See, I believe that Jesus is healer. Therefore, I say things and I do things to receive my healing. 
I believe that Jesus is provider, therefore I tithe and I give offerings and I say things and I believe things and I do things because I believe that. I don't do those things just out of rote. I don't do those things just because I'm hoping something will happen. I believe them. I believe them. He's real to me. He's real to me in those ways. But I'm asking me, I'm asking you, is he, re is he real to us as soon coming king? So meditate on it. As you think of Jesus born in a manger, he is Messiah. He, it happened, didn't it? Did three kings come and give him gifts? It happened, didn't it? Did angels appear to the shepherds at night and announce that there's a baby wrapped in swaddling clothes and he's the Lord most high? Yes. We believe those things. We believe what has happened, but in the same way, we remember he said, I'm the one who is. I'm the one who was. I'm the one who is. I am the one to come. Same, same. And when we believe that, we'll do something. We'll be ready. Live ready. Live ready. Live ready. What are we gonna do? We're gonna live ready. We're gonna be patient. We're gonna hold fast. We're gonna continue in him. We're gonna watch. We're gonna, we're gonna work. We're gonna gather. We're gonna exhort until he comes. And then we're gonna pray this prayer. Even so, come Lord Jesus.